In this uh, universe, one lucky jiva, one who is very fortunate, by the mercy of Guru and Krishna, can get the seed of the creeper of devotional sin. For those who uh, have started to cultivate their, this seed of devotional service and are taking initiation today are very fortunate. Also in, in Shastra repeatedly and in the songs of the Vaishnava Acharyas repeatedly, it's referred to that this human birth is very rare, but it's also very valuable because it gives us the opportunity to take up devotional service. But still we see that the number of people who seriously take up Krishna consciousness is not very, not very many. But those who do so are no. most fortunate in human society. No. Those who uh, accept the guidance of Guru are initiated into the parampara of Acharyas who are connected to Krishna. And by, ta by taking this initiation, it becomes very easy to go to Krishna. One simply has to follow the directions of Guru, which are coming from the Parampara, from the Shastra, and we will go to Krishna. It is very difficult for us to find Krishna. Krishna is everywhere. He's inside, and he's within the heart of everyone. He's in Galog Vrindavan. But it's difficult for us to recognize him, even though he is our closest friend. But we have become estranged from him due to our uh, desires to be separate from him. So Krishna has arranged the training program for conditioned souls desirous to revive their Krishna consciousness. The process of Bhakti Yoga, by which we can re-establish what is our natural position of loving Krishna. But because we are presently in opposite consciousness, that of uh, trying to enjoy this material world separately from Krishna, we therefore need guidance on how to revive our Krishna consciousness. This Kali Yuga is particularly bad, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has mercifully come in this Kali Yuga to teach the process of chanting His holy names so that we can easily revive our Krishna consciousness. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is known as the most munificent incarnation and we think that his munificence has been most munificently demonstrated in his sending us Srila Prabhupada. For even though Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought such a wonderful gift, we in the Western countries were devoid of that. But Srila Prabhupada was with us for a short time. He taught us everything we need to become fully Krishna conscious and then went off to execute his leader elsewhere. But he left us the means by which we could follow the path given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he left us this ISKCON family which we can 
continue to take shelter of. So, initiation to Krishna consciousness within ISKCON means to take shelter at the lotus feet of Srila Prabhupada through the agency of his devotees and his movement. And of course, initiation means to accept a specific a disciple of Srila Prabhupada as one's uh, main guide in Krishna consciousness. Although all those who are, we, we shouldn't think I only have my one guru and that's it, but all those who are faithfully following Srila Prabhupada we should accept as our gurus. There is a very great opportunity extended to us by Krishna, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is Krishna, by Srila Prabhupada and by those who continue to faithfully follow Srila Prabhupada. So uh, in one sense Diksha or initi- the initiation ceremony is said to be a formality because the essence of initiation is one's commitment to serve Krishna under the guidance of his representatives. So if that commitment is not there then there is no meaning to sitting in a fire sacrifice. Uh, that's why we, we following Shastra, in this one we have a, a testing period to see if people are very seriously practicing. Because uh, we ask, actually, a very high standard compared to uh, many other initiators to follow all these rules and to chant at least 16 rounds. Although it's very basic on one level, from another side of it, we're asking to follow a very high level compared to uh, that of most people in this world, a very high level of uh, spiritual practice. So, uh, from one perspective, this initiation ceremony is a formality, but it's an important formality because it formalizes the commitment which should already be made. In the initiation ceremony, one formally declares to Guru, to Krishna, uh, in, the, in the assembly of Vaishnavas, that now I please accept me into your family. I'm willing to do anything and everything to be uh, accepted in your company. And when we have that uh, full attitude of self-surrender, that is the culmination of Diksha. Dika Kale Bhakta Kare Sham Kale Krishna Tare Kare Sham At the time of initiation, a devotee surrenders his life to Krishna and Krishna accepts that person as being on the same level with him, as being part of his own entourage. So it is a very great event. It is the most uh, important event, not only in this life, but in many, many lives. Nowadays there's a fashion that devotees like to celebrate their birthdays. But uh, if you want to celebrate your birthday, you can take a note of the date today. This is your birthday. How many births have we had? How many births have we had? Now this is our real birth, our spiritual birth. So let us uh, take this. This is a very serious commitment. We have to take it very seriously. Uh, Unfortunately, we see that by the power of Maya, some people take initiation, but they have fail to follow their vows. So we should all uh, pray for the blessings of the Vaishnavas to remain fixed on the path of Bhakti Yoga and... uh, to take this relationship with our guru and gurus very seriously. Uh, the basis of this relationship is the uh, sense of surrender which is encapsulated within the vows we take on this day. We uh, 
I take the initiation into the path of Bhakti Yoga given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And of course the uh, main thrust of Mahaprabhu's process is chanting the holy names of Krishna. And uh, we vow to chant a minimum number of rounds every day. But it's, it's not just that we're chanting, but specifically we're endeavoring to chant without offenses. If we chant without offenses, then very quickly, automatically by that we will attain the great treasure of love of Krishna. So we should know what these offenses are and avoid them. The first offense against the uh, chanting of the holy names is yes. to blaspheme those devotees who have dedicated their lives for propagating the holy names. There is no way that we can uh, achieve the fruit of chanting the holy name of Krishna if we uh, offend devotees who are spreading the holy names of Krishna. Awesome. We always have to remember that when we are chanting Hare Krishna, it's not simply a formula, but we're calling out to Krishna. When we say that chanting purifies, we shouldn't think that it's just some kind of mystical fault and mantra. How does the Maha Mantra purify? The chanting is purifying because Krishna, who is the Supreme Person, becomes pleased by that and he he blesses us with purification. But if we commit offenses, then Krishna won't be pleased. And devotees are most dear to Krishna. So if we offend them, then there's no way that we can progress in Krishna consciousness. Uh, at the same time, uh, discrimination has to be exercised because uh, there are many persons such as Prakriti Sahajiyas who also apparently chant the holy names of Krishna. Yes, they but whose chanting is tainted with uh, misconceptions of who is Krishna and what is the meaning of the chanting. The second offense against the holy names is to consider the names of demigods to be the equal to or to think that demigods are equal or independent of Krishna and that thus chanting the names of demigods is equivalent to chanting the name of Krishna. Now we may not think that this is very important in the Baltics. Because we don't find much demigod worship here, yet we can expect with the globalization of culture that's going on that in due course of time that all these uh, various things will come in. But we should uh, understand very clearly that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What does it mean that he is the Supreme Personality? And understand that chanting his names is uh, in superlatively different category to that of chanting the names of any great controllers of this material world. The third offense is to uh, disobey the orders of the spiritual master, which uh, it, it, it makes no sense to accept a guru and then not to accept his instruction. We shouldn't think that accepting a guru means that you put his picture on the wall and you wave some incense every so often. And whatever we like to eat, we, if we remember, we stick it in front of him. But uh, accepting a guru means self-surrender. It means to accept that I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a fool. I'm a rascal. You please guide me, just like Arjuna said. But then just after saying that, 
Arjuna again said, I'm not going to fight Krishna. He again became independent. And then uh, Krishna told him, you're just a fool, you're a rascal. Yeah. So of course, uh, Arjuna isn't a fool and a rascal. But uh, we have this tendency that we're feeling, yes, now I need a guru, and then later we may whimsically think, no, well, he's okay, but he's pretty good. But you know, you can't have my own opinion on this is not acceptance of him. If one has doubts, he should bring them to Guru, but he shouldn't think that I have any independent way of, of understanding Krishna than that given by Bhagavad Guru and Prasad. And uh, similarly to blaspheme Shastra, Guru is Guru because he speaks according to Shastra. It's not simply an institutional post. Uh, guru means he is... Uh, Brahmanishtam, he's fixed in the knowledge given in Shastra. Shotriyam Brahman, he's heard and he's fixed in that knowledge. So, uh, one should not decry the Shastra or think it's uh, the composition of some ancient person who didn't really know what he was talking about. Faith in Shastra is a very basis of Krishna consciousness. We accept a guru to link us with the transcendence which is beyond our power of uh, present uh, vision, of ability to grasp our mind and senses. That transcendent reality is described in, in Shastra. And guru is he who through practical demonstration and instruction gives us the guidance by which we can access that transcendent reality described in Shastra. So faith in Krishna consciousness means full faith in Shastra. Asana. Shastra uh, describes among many other things the glories of the holy name of Krishna. So uh, in Shastra the glories of the holy name are described. Some of the glories are that simply by chanting the holy names of Krishna one can uh, very easily get liberation from this material world. Now for, for persons who are uh, brought up in Vedic culture, this may be very difficult to accept because uh, various difficult processes are described for attaining liberation. With great difficulty one can arise to the transcendental position. But Shastra states that simply by chanting the holy names one can get liberation and more. So one may doubt that, but if he doubts, that's an offense to to consider the glories of the holy name to be imagination. Similarly, to put uh, mundane interpretations on the holy name of the Lord is also offensive to the holy name. By linguistic analysis, one can discover that Krishna means black, so this black means darkness, Darkness means unknown, so Krishna means the unknown, according to one bogus, rascal, nonsense Swami has interpreted like this. So he is in the darkness of ignorance, but we shouldn't accept such uh, interpretations which lead us away from Krishna. Another of the glories of the holy name described in Shastra is that uh, by chanting the holy names one can be free from all sins. Uh, reactions. Yes. So if we think that that's good, I'll do. I'll commit sins and then afterwards I chant Hare Krishna. Then that is offensive. Our motive in chanting should be pure. Now in the Vedic literature there are many processes recommended for achieving uh, mundane results. For instance, uh, pious sacrifices similar to these ones 
to fully to help fully understand these topics. Hare Krishna. Should I call the devotees present here to give their full unreserved blessings to those who are taking initiation and help them on their journey back to Godhead? It would be nice if you can, yeah. can, you, can they go in there and just yeah. yeah. post off so close to the beauty of the rock water. It's okay. You could offer it on this side. Now that's if you can. <laughs> so, uh, please tell me the four regulated principles that you promised to follow and um, how many rounds you have to chant. And uh, the essence of initiation is surrendering our lives to Krishna, and we'd like you to do that under the guidance of Srila Prabhupada and his representatives within his society. Okay, now, give me this. Your name will be Gopinath Singha Das. This is the name of one of the associates of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita, simply by remembering the names of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one can very easily attain love of Krishna. So please very easily attain love of Krishna by being the servant of Gopinath Singh Das. That's pretty good. Alright, this is the standard on how to sit. All others can follow in Parampara. So, uh, please tell me the four regulated principles that you've promised to follow throughout your life and life after life. No sex, no weed, fish or ex-eating, uh, no intoxication and no gambling. Right. And uh, how many rounds minimum one has to chant every day of the Hare Krishna Minimum of 16 rounds. And... Uh, Initiation means to surrender one's life in the service of Krishna. And as we're coming through the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, then uh, we expect that you will continue to do so. Your name is Chaitanya Nandadas. Chaitanya means Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Ananda means pleasure. So one who gives pleasure to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or the pleasure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who is Krishna. Please continue to give pleasure to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. And you'll also give uh, pleasure to the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu such as Bhakti Chaitanya Swami. This is Bhakti Lakshmi from Riga, who's been practicing Krishna consciousness since her early childhood and now wants to make solid her commitment in Krishna consciousness. A very bold step for a young girl, so please 
who all give you know, blessings to her. So please tell me what are the four regulated principles? No need to be no expectations, no success, no value. And how many rounds of the Maha Mantra should be chanted every day? Sixteen rounds minimum every day. And uh, we'd like you to specifically uh, dedicate your life in the service of Krishna to the agency of Srila Prabhupada and his representatives. Your name is Lavanga Manjari Devi Dasi. So the Manjaris, they are uh, very intimate assistants of Shimati, the intimate gopi assistants of Shimati Radharani. Lavanga Manjari and Chaitanya Leela is Sanatana Goswami. Please notice the pronunciation. They usually say Manjari, but it should be Manjari. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.